Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, a great movie. Now, a great video game. A movie which challenged your imagination. Now, a video game where the challenge never ends. You saw Luke Skywalker battle the Imperial Walkers. Now, bring the battle home. The Force was with Luke Skywalker. Will it be with you? Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back video game. For your Atari and Sears video game systems from Parker Brothers. The ones to beat. Here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works very small man can cast a very large shadow once more the Sith will rule the galaxy Impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 84 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Arash Dolchai, and this evening's crazy adventure has me sitting next to at the table and through the airwaves of the crazy thing we call the internet, the young, the restless, Carlos Burgo. And we have the man that actually showed up on time. The man that we call the hole. I don't think he was called the hole anymore. I know, Rebecca. I'm sorry. The man we call Action Jackson. <laughs> this podcast is already starting off bad. Less is more is crunch. Crunch is just Gonzalez, man. It's just less Gonzalez. The man we call <laughs> the hair. The Goldilocks of the Midwest. Oh wow, Eric. Struthers. You can't buy me love. That's a <laughs> that's a curious choice. <laughs> I swear I don't know why I thought of that one. I apologize. I'm really struggling. How about like, Eric, don't know what you got till it's gone. Eric, nothing but a good time. Eric, you give love a bad name. Eric, here I go again. Eric, photograph. Eric, photograph. Uh, girls, girls, girls. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> yeah, but I did do a Hall of Notes one last week, Eric. That's true. Now, I meant photographed by Def Leppard, not by Nickelback. Okay, just so you know. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. No, God! No, God, please, no! Nickelback's name cannot be said on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I Unless... thought this was a Nickelback appreciation podcast oh, that I was on. No, that would be when Johnny Grosso's on this My podcast. My black ass so is out, then. Late. <laughs> 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 that beautiful, wonderful voice you guys hear is our guest host. And we have a special guest host today. Well, you might know her if you listen to the Rogue One podcast because she's been a co-host. You might have heard her scream like a madwoman when the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> batted that ball down out of Gronk's hands at the end of that Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. 
This is for you. Let the celebration begin. You might know her as Chewbacca O'Hanlon on the Twitterverse. We simply know her as the wonderful Miss Rebecca O'Hanlon. How are you, Rebecca? I'm good. Thank you. That was a really nice introduction. And I'm glad that you didn't call me any sort of nicknames other than Chewbacca or Chewbacca. That's fine. Yeah, I'm allowed to call As long you. as I'm not being called the whole, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. It does feel as bad as it sounds. Damn. Yeah. You don't like being called the whole? Why didn't you tell me? I would never call you the whole if you didn't like it. You liar. I, I, but I think I do, that, who likes their nicknames, especially something like that? Damn. Yeah, that's Love, a, Courtney Love named the band the whole. whole. Just, just whole, sir. I mean, I don't think we should base our judgments on what Courtney Love would do. I think that that's just something we should not. Yeah. not. Actually, we should do the opposite of what Courtney that's Love right, should do. That's right, man. So it ain't whole anymore yeah. or the whole anymore. It's a good life rule. <laughs> it is a good life rule. Well, yeah, thank my, you my, for coming on. We, this is like, we were very excited. We, we should have had you on a long time ago. And I know you thought that I was like, drunk in new york and i said yeah we're gonna have you on soon rebecca and you're like what this guy's fucked up yeah that's why i agreed to do it because i was like he's not gonna remember who is this guy (laughs) but i remembered yeah and then i went online and i searched the sith list and i found out that you weren't lying you really did have a podcast (laughs) where you talk about stuff with the hair and the hole yeah the hair and the hole the hair the the hole and and the young and the restless i think eric and i are going to start our own podcast now (laughs) we're gonna yeah thank you this is going to be a fun one guys let's get into the shenanigans we are proud members of the making star wars network podcasts that include rogue one a star wars podcast for winners blue harvest steel wars rebel girl the cantina cast idiots array tarkin's top shelf podcast 2187 the cargo hold and fingered with randy and jason also, a big shout out to everybody that we hung out with and we partied with till the break of dawn at the <laughs> Steel Wars live event. And it was the Rebels recap. And it was it was a great, great time, wonderful time. We brought our boys, Andrew Medina. We brought Bert, our boy Bert. And then Daniel Lopez was on there. And then we brought a little crew. Steel was mm-hmm. very happy with us because we brought a crew. It was a great podcast, great live event. We saw Rashad and Barbie. That's right, Rashad, Barbie, Aaron Boyd. Brittany Brown, downtown Brittany Brown. Brittany Brown made it up. That's right. We also saw Simon, by the way. That's right. Who we're going to get on the podcast very soon. So Simon is going to come on. But wanted to say to definitely listen to the podcast. It's it's out there already. You can listen to the Rebels recap. It's very interesting, especially if you're into Rebels. Jason and Sal was on. It was just great. Also, big shout out to... The Rogue One podcast for getting to their 100th episode. It was a great episode. I listened to it today. If you haven't listened to them, please do so. And if you have listened to them, make sure you listen to number 100. Eric and I do a congratulatory voicemail to them. Guys, congratulations. We love you. Keep on trucking. Uh, what else? We're on Instagram, The Sith List, Facebook, The Sith List, email, The Sith List at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-Geek1. That's 707-654-3351. And please leave us some iTunes reviews. We had a couple more. They always help. Maybe we should give something away. Like yeah. the Rogue One guys give away shit all the time. Eric, is there any, like, do you have an autographed picture of yourself shirtless playing guitar? <laughs> the Smithsonian does. But I'm, I can't <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll think of some stuff. We'll, maybe we'll think of some shenanigans mm-hmm. to get out. If you can, please leave us reviews. And we have stuff on Tee Public. Just look up the sit list. And that's pretty much it. 
Uh, let's talk about Rebecca's bachelorette party. Hell yeah. Not hers, but her best friend. Okay, before we get into your geekdom and what you're into and what you love, let's talk about this bachelorette party. Give us the breakdown of where you're going. Well, we are just, you know, a small group. There's going to be 15 of us. And yeah. yeah, I know. And the my friend who's getting married, she's never been to Boston. And we didn't want to go anywhere that was going to be like too expensive or take too long. We just wanted to take a weekend someplace. So we are going to Boston for St. Patty's Day. Holy and yeah, yeah. So we're getting there. We're flying in tomorrow and we're going to have a really nice dinner followed by surprise pizza delivery guy strippers, which is like what everybody wants at that their bachelorette party. Amazing. Yeah. Will, yes. Will they I actually think- bring pizza though? See, that's the thing that I'm going to be upset about. And I think Alyssa is going to have a problem with that, too, because she loves pizza as much as I do. And, yeah, guys are cool, but pizza is forever. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, like you've seen one guy shirtless. You've seen them all, but I've never had pizza in Boston. So, but then on on Saturday, we're doing, I think, 10 bars. We're going to do a 10 bar pub pub crawl. crawl. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm flying to Boston this weekend. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think everybody's Every- doing a pub drag. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially some of us have kids. Like, I, I have two kids. Um, but some some of the ladies are married. They have, like, four kids, five kids. So, like, the idea of just going away for a weekend is enough. So, they're already talking about how many cases of beer we're going to get for the house. And we rented a big Airbnb for all 15 of us. So... Yeah. It's going to be Boston. Good luck, Boston. Good luck, Boston. Especially because I brought my Eagles scarf, my Eagles hat. I got my Eagles t-shirt, my leggings with the Eagle on the butt. I'm ready to go. Because I think, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Eagles actually won the Super Bowl um, a little while ago. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. They beat beat the Patties. They definitely beat those Patties. Well, first of all, I hope you guys don't get killed out there wearing Eagle stuff. No, I'm just kidding about that. I would never do that. Okay, good, good. I was like, shit, this girl's got some coolions <laughs> on her. Second of all, I hope you don't order the extra sausages on the pizza. Third third of all, I hope your liver is going to be uh, okay to come fly back home. Keep me in your prayers as well. Oh, I will. Invest in some IV bags, please. Yeah. That sounds like an amazing... That sounds like it can be a movie. I'll, I'll make sure that I... I document it a little bit on twitter just to check in let everyone know that i'm still alive and well in boston okay now we know what gets you going you know pizza wise quote unquote (laughs) what gets you (laughs) what gets you going in the geekdom land of nerd and everything that's great about life well, that's actually where I'm from originally, um, the geekdom land of nerd. You know, I was from uh, geekdom, but not from the land of nerds. I, I was yeah. from the land of Persia. And, I'm, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was really called Agrabah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm familiar. That, yes. I thought you looked familiar. Okay. You, 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 I, uh, you mix me up with the, the monkey guy. I'm not the monkey one. I'm the one monkey that has the monkey guy. on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey guy. Abu. Abu. <laughs> Oh, um, this podcast. Well, Eric, Eric is just shutting up, dude. He's already like, what were we like five minutes in? He hasn't said a word. Yeah, he's checked out. Yeah, he's, he's dropped out. out. He's yeah. done. I was crying. I... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have that effect on men, and I I meant to warn you guys, but the I made them cry. Thing? Yeah, the crying thing. Mm, so, 
You're I like, know. This, you're like, this is us. <laughs> you're a <laughs> yeah. human version of this is us. I haven't watched this is us. I've because everybody says how sad it is. Why would I want to subject myself to that? It is sad, but it is heartwarming as well. That's right. all I'll say. You need to watch it. It's a very, very. It's a great show. It's done very well. Yeah, mm. it's sad. Isn't the exact right word for it. There's elements of it that are, but it's just emotionally intense. I've seen the all first of, episode. One second, Struthers. You watch This Is Us. I haven't watched any of the new season. I take that back. I watched a couple episodes of the new Wait, season. Wait, that's okay. That is okay. It. That means you're kind of current on a show that we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I, I know, right? Well, we don't talk about it, but maybe we should. Nah. Nah. Okay. <laughs> maybe the next. Maybe the next one. Not this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm also we'll really glad that Rebels is over because I I didn't watch Rebels, and I know that you guys talked about it like the last couple episodes. So I was thankful that. I wasn't on those podcasts because I would have been able to contribute nothing. But I uh, I do like Star Wars. That's how I met all of you guys. When I was younger, I was really into Star Wars and I was really, really into Nancy Drew. You know, the, oh, the yeah. books and they made Nancy Drew PC games. So you could like go on and like you were Nancy Drew as a first person, like point and click adventure type game. And I loved those. And that's how I got into like gaming and stuff. And then I found Knights of the Old Republic, which is a Star Wars RPG. And that was like wow. the love of my life. I will never find a video game that I loved as much as Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. So, so I, good. I want you to just remember what you just said. And then I'm going to ask you a question when we're talking about Star Wars about that specifically. And, and the rumor is that you're really into video games. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got into them when I was when I was younger. And no matter what, like nerd stuff I got into there there always seemed to be games they used to make a lot more of those like movie video games like I remember playing one for episode one and then they had one for the Harry Potter where you sort of played the game the movie like the, yeah. in the game Absolutely. and that's how I got into stuff because I really would enjoy the movies or the books and then they would make it into a video game and then it just sort of took off from there but yeah I love Star Wars and pretty much all the stuff you guys talk about that's why I like listening to you guys Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Yeah. We like you oh. listening to us. <laughs> oh, shucks. Shucks. I don't think I've ever said shucks. No. Really you, nice. you could probably never say it again and it would be okay. <laughs> wow, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> All right. Eric, I think you got somebody here on your side. <laughs> Good. Yeah, finally. Finally. <laughs> okay, well, you are you ready to dive into some crazy geekdom? Sure. Okay. And I love how you say sure. I, like, I say it a lot. That's, that's the Philly in you. Yeah, yeah, I say it a lot, and I say it at work sometimes. And I think my my boss thinks I'm being sarcastic. I really mean it sincerely when I tell someone "sure." Oh, okay. Just so you know. Yeah, so okay. So I don't have to edit "sure" out every like ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. You're really sincere about it. Okay. Well, we had a box office weekend, and it was again. Dominated by Black Panther. Mm -hmm. It's a four-peat. It's a month-long stint at number one. It beat out Disney's Wrinkle in Time. So Disney has the number one and number two movies in the world right now. And number three was Strangers 2. So Black Panther made $41 million at Wrinkle in Time, made $33 million, and Strangers 2 made $10 million. With an estimated $41.1 million, Black Panther topped the weekend box office for the fourth straight week, just like I said. The last time a film managed that scenario was The Force Awakens. So it just keeps 
kicking ass and breaking records. Stacking them up, baby. Stacking them up. <laughs> In addition to Black Panther's four-weekend streak at number one, the film's performance this weekend is the third largest fourth weekend of all time, just behind The Force Awakens. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. at $42.3 million. So it's at Star Wars levels, guys. Yeah. Rebecca, did you see Black Panther? I did, and it was so good. I uh, I made sure that I, I didn't see it the first week that it came out, but I saw it, I think, two a week ago, and it was amazing. And I think that the three main women in the movie just kind of took off. Like, they just stole the show. And, like, um, what's his name? Chadwick Bosman, the uh, yeah. T'Challa. Yeah, he was great. He was great. And uh, Killmonger was great. But I just think that those ladies, man, they were awesome. They and were I was awesome. just, I, they were just amazing. And the one was an engineer and the other one was just a badass. The one that plays, uh, she plays Michonne in uh, The Walking, Walking Dead, Dead, right? Yeah. Yes. She's badass, amazing. no matter what she does. She, she is the epitome of badass. All right. Well, Black Panther, still kicking ass. But it's time to talk a little Star Wars. Eric, you ready oh. for this? I am, man. You sound so pumped up, Eric. I, no, I, I totally <laughs> am. I'm just thinking, here I am, still haven't seen Black Panther because I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Oh. The, uh, the big news nice. in hey, Star hey, Wars. That was nice. The big, the big news in Star Wars, at least as far as this podcast is concerned, is that I got those giant IMAX, The Last Jedi stand up in my office right now, mere feet from me as I podcast with you fine peoples. That was quite a score. Yeah. But, talk about, talk about how you scored those real quick. Oh man. I thought it'd be really cool to have them. We have a, an Omnimax theater in St. Louis at the St. Louis Science Center, which is just the dome-shaped IMAX theater. Anyway, they have these big, giant stand-ups there. And if you saw the stand-ups at The Last Jedi, the column-style ones, imagine those times about three. So I thought, oh, I should ask what they're going to do with those. But then I'm like, no, that's just dumb. Don't be stupid. Well, it turns out I'm a member of the 501st. I'm a stormtrooper. They were offered to our garrison and we have a private Facebook group and people were, you know, me, 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 me. I was sixth. I thought, oh, it's never going to get all the way down to me. But the first guy instantly bowed out when he realized how big they were and it kept going on and kept going on. And I poured it on thick, man. It's like, oh, my son. And, you know, it was his first movie at the theater. And here he is. Here's a picture of him. Isn't he cute standing between those things and wanting to just make his day? There's one person ahead of me in the queue. It was like, I know exactly where I'm going to put him. I'm like, you have no soul. <laughs> but anyway. What a dick. Yeah, a whole bunch of time went by and I hadn't heard any action on it. So I just, I happened to bump the thread by asking, did anybody ever go get these under the guise of being willing to use the box truck from work to help get them? Turns out nobody had. They wanted them out there, out of there like right now. So I got them. Nice. In my oh, nice. And I've seen a picture. They are pretty. It is yeah, awesome. those are so cool. They're, they're, they're gigantic. Yeah, they're, they're oh. rad, man. They're really cool. I wish yeah. I could put something like that in this game room, but I don't think it would fly. And plus, <laughs> my dogs would probably just terrorize it. <laughs> okay, they would fit up the stairs to my office at my house, like the, because it's one of those where you open the door and the stairwell is already starting. There's no landing or anything. So 
I couldn't maneuver it up there. So I had to put the two of them surrounding the front door on my enclosed front porch and just left them and took off back to work and tried to warn my wife, but she didn't check her phone and she gets home and there they are. And the kids lost their minds. They were so happy. And her very first words to me were, so how long do you think you're going to leave those out there? <laughs> <laughs> and my answer was apparently not very. But anyway, I do go on. So the actual news in Star Wars is we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. Did it come out right after we recorded? Yeah, literally. The John Favreau. Yeah, it's announced John Favreau is going to uh, produce and write a Star Wars live action TV series. Crazy. And we're assuming this for the, the you know, the streaming platform that yeah, they're going to release. It's got to be for the streaming platform. We have zero other details regarding what it's actually going to be like. But sort of the big story in this was the I don't backlash is a bit of a strong word, but there was there was kind of that tide of, oh, I see another white dude doing white dude stuff for what for white dudes. And. Part of me, like Pablo Hidalgo has said a couple of different times on Twitter, look, people, you don't you have no idea what's coming down the chute. Kind of. So there's tons and tons of stuff coming. My guess is that they, this was on the verge of being leaked out, so they had to just throw it out there. Because it's not like Disney's deaf. It's not like Lucasfilm is deaf and blind to what's going on. Yeah, they know what's going online. on. Yeah. So they, they know, know people are complaining. So if it's, I don't think that they're ignorant of the fact that having a more diverse range of of people producing this content of theirs i don't think that would be a terrible thing for them to announce so I, I they're smart i feel like this probably just got away from them and they had to get it out there and beat people to the punch i think eric if well, if you have a chance to sign john favreau to a deal to do a television show if you get a chance to have that kind of talent write and produce a star wars series on television you got to jump on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if he's green, purple, blue, white, <laughs> you know, yeah. male, female, or whatever he is. That kind of talent you just don't let slip by. So I think it's a I great I do point. think that, that they uh, they did announce it on International Women's Day. So I think that's what oh, man, kind of they really? started uh. it for people. Because it was one of those things where everyone was saying, like, happy International Women's Day. Like, this is a day to empower women. Every day, obviously, should be for empowering women. but. Right. This was one of those days to celebrate it, and then they announced that. So a lot of people <laughs> took the opportunity to sort of use that as a starting point. Like, oh, happy International Women's Day. Another um, white dude is going to produce something or create something for us. And like, and you're right. We don't know what's what's coming as far as other stuff. I'm sure that there's just going to be a never-ending amount of Star Wars content now that Disney owns Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. But I think that when they announced it, and I think that if they have some other things in the works that are a little more inclusive or a little more diverse then maybe they should plan it a little bit better cuz right. cuz like you said they are disney and it may have been leaked but they also control a lot of that that stuff and when things are released and when things are you know leaked or they let the word out about stuff and 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 you're right if if you have the opportunity to get someone like john favreau to do something for you i would jump at the chance and I don't think anyone was discounting his talent. I think that 
you know, you look at at the other side, DC for all the crap movies that they made. Well, not crap. I'm sorry if you like DC movies, but like they. <laughs> well, I liked Wonder Woman. I, I, I thought too. it was good. I, I don't think too. it was perfect, but it it was good. And and Patty Jenkins directed it. And look, they just signed um what Ava. I'm gonna butcher her name. Ava Duvernay. Du, du, Duvernay. Duvernay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's just signed on to direct um, New Gods, and I think that oh, it's one of those today. things. That's right. Yeah, and and you want to talk about diversity? She she was the first. I think she was the first African American woman to be nominated for for Best Director for an Academy Award. Yes, last year or was it last year for Selma? It was. Like she's, it was two years. Ago. It was two years ago with the uh, Oscars so white, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and and yeah. and she. There's stuff like that happening on the flip side on with DC and Warner Brothers. And I think that also makes it look a little worse. Like, look at what's going on over there. And then what's going on with Disney? What's going on with Lucasfilm? Why can't we get, you know, a, a Patty Jenkins or, or someone of that caliber to do something for us? And for all we know, Lucasfilm could be courting a bunch of different female directors, trying to get them to come and do work. And maybe they haven't found someone that fits their vision and you know that kathleen kennedy is very specific about people that they work with so i don't know it's like eric said there's a lot we don't know about exactly and i I think you're right i think you're totally right about that because i it's hard for me to believe that kathleen kennedy isn't interviewing female directors that that doesn't make any sense so right and i'm sure that they don't i hope i'd i'm pretty fucking naive about stuff but i'd like to think that that they're they're not doing it on purpose. That they're not doing it to say like you know let's put women down and like I know what'll get them. Yeah, exactly. let's announce this on Women's Day. Right. Like yeah, that was put those women in their the place. I will admit they that's, really that, did. That was just, that's stupidity. I didn't know <laughs> well, that. Well, they left well. themselves open. They left themselves open for people. Twitter is always going to find a way to rip you apart. That is yeah. one of the the things that Twitter does best, unfortunately, and they. By announcing it on that day, they sort of left that open for people to sort of go in. And I didn't even put two and two together with that, like that it was that news on that day until somebody else sort of pointed it out. And then I thought, oh, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. But again, I'm like, I'm not I'm pretty naive when it comes to stuff. I'm not, you know, the most woke person. Stay I'm I'm, woke. Fit, <laughs> I'm only sleeping. So I, I'm I'm not aware of stuff well, like you were that. More but, woke than we were because I had the, no that that was the thing. But it, it, I think it was just an unintended consequence. It just, just yeah. Happened to, I mean, yeah, you're the I, corporation, you're gonna announce when you do when you make a major move, and that's just something that they had to do. And Eric might be right; they might have been forced to do it. And they're like, yeah. "Shit, we have to do it now. We're gonna get ripped. Yeah, we, we can't hold now. on this. Yeah, five we don't want probably... Jason Ward to release this information. For God's <laughs> right, sake. Yeah. making us look even worse. Us, yeah. yeah, because it was following up one of the investor calls when the shareholder calls. So they're like, crap, we have to tell the people who are investing money in this about this. They want to know what we're doing with their cash. And now it's going to get out. We need to do something. We need to capitalize on it for it to have its intended purpose. But regardless, let's focus on the good side of it. Because if you're not familiar with his work, he's been behind the scenes and in front of the camera on so many things. For example, he played a terrible... MMA fighter on the show Friends. Oh my god, that was my favorite John Favreau role. That's all I knew him by. He when was a I rich saw guy, that, wasn't he? And yeah. Elf. And he did Elf, right? I remember him on watching him in the theater 
and just being so mesmerized by the film Swingers. So much so, oh, dude. Yeah. I wore a suit when I was 21, me and my buddy <laughs> rented a Mustang convertible, totally dressed up in a suit, went to Vegas, <laughs> and played at the dollar blackjack table with the suit because we didn't have any money. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy, he's right. Only because <laughs> we love Swingers so much. And we saw in the theater maybe like six times. Dude, so, you're so money. Look at me. Your money, and you know what else? You're a big winner tonight. I want to leave. You're a big winner. You're money. You don't even know. I'm the guy behind the guy. I've never seen Swingers. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I don't think and, ever seen and also, I'm How dare you like, guys. for all the nerd stuff that I like, I guess, you know, I was born in the 90s. So I, I, I have a lot of like Lord. basic, basic bitch moments. And so when I hear John Favreau, I think Elf and Monica's MMA rich boyfriend from Friends. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes and sense. that's, and I'm, I made my peace with that a while ago. So I think that we all can just let it go. I'll watch Swingers eventually. If you if want to see on... Vince Vaughn in his glory, you got to watch I Swingers. have seen clips of it. Like, I know of it. Like, and I, I know what you're talking about with the suits, and I'm embarrassed for you. Like, I get the, the sentiment that was behind that. Yeah, like, it was awful. Can we talk about something? There was something that happened in one of the previous podcasts, and I don't think that it was addressed enough uh -oh. with Araj. And it was, there was a story that you told about this yellow terry cloth shirt yes and like those words probably should never be said together let alone like put together into the form of a shirt and you were telling the story and i was just screaming at my car radio saying like why is nobody stopping him and asking him let why are you wearing terry cloth? let me tell you why what? nobody stopped me because the, the person world? to my left less saw the success success of that terry cloth shirt and saw the Let's just stop right there, man. Just stop. I'm gonna stop. But, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but do you I'm have do you have I need do you have any pictures of this shirt? Yes, he I does. Yes, I do. Leave okay. No, Trust me. This, there, are, I, okay. there are many I need his just, shirt was so money. He had more oh, than one. Oh, there it is, full circle. He it had so more funny. than one. And not only that, one one of the people in our group. Decided they were gonna buy Terry Cloth oh, shirts. Right. Everybody's like, "Bro, you're biting the rhyme, man. Stop biting style." <laughs> Didn't work for him at all. It, matter, matter of fact, it invited all the shit that people should have said to Araj onto him. So, like, was it a V-neck? Was it? Did it no, have a was hood? A, it was a polo? Was it a crop top? Like, no, it was what? a polo. It was great. It was just polo. a. It was like the old school Ocean Pacific. Like OP, it had OP oh. in the, the logo. It was great. Oh no, that was my other one, dude. I had, yeah, I had oh yeah, yeah. He went on a spree for a while. He oh, had about. Well, when the first one worked, I'm like, he I'm rocked find the first one, yeah. and I was like, dude, I had that kind of shirt when I was in third. You grade. know which ones I'm talking about, right? Jack Tripper like, wore him every episode. That's right, dude. It was Three's Company up in there, man. He was Larry. I wasn't Larry. I was Jack, dude. I bet somewhere right now, Jessica Alba is staring out a window, looking at the moon. <laughs> Wondering if the handsome dude in the Terry Cloth shirt is looking up at that same moon somewhere. Uh, I, I bet you she's not. <laughs> okay, so That's just, why you, just to put you, context on that, everyone, Raj would go hang out, and he'd invite me to hang out with him. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. I don't roll like that. But he would come back and tell me the next day. So the Jessica Alba story, he told me that like the next day. I think either a couple weeks before that or a couple weeks after that, he actually had a shot with Vince Vaughn. I did. In I did the same area. In the same area. Not yes. in the Terry Cloth shirt, though. At, at a bar. Shirt, yeah. This comes full fucking circle. So, right now. just so you guys know, can I, can I tell my Vince these story? stories have merit. These yes. stories are as real as they get. And he did wear the shirt, and it rocked for about a year and a half. Yes, it, it I just rock. need. 
I just need to see it. Okay, I, I'll, I really. I'll try, I'll try a mustard. Go to Bed Bath and Beyond, and you'll see it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I'm picturing is just it. I just need to see it. Okay. I, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night until I can make peace with this. That was just a lot. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, I need, I need to talk to Araj about this. Like, I mean, this is unacceptable. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have the shirt still somewhere. I, I didn't ever threw that shirt away. Truthfully, though, the, in our whole group, the only person that shirt was going to work for was Araj. Thank it you very much. It was not going to work on me. That. It wasn't going to work on anyone else. And the people who yeah. tried. They failed miserably. The people who tried <laughs> to emulate. Got disintegrated. Sure. Just Thank, destroyed. Yeah. Thank you, Les. Just, Thank just you. destroyed. So, but can I can I tell you the Vince Vaughn story real quick? Yeah. I was at a bar called Dublin's in Hollywood. It's no longer there. And I see that there's this tall guy with a beanie, didn't shave, scruffy, looked like shit. But people are kind of like, not a lot of people are gathered around him, but there's people gathered around him. And this was after Swingers, and this was right before Lost World. I believe he was in Lost World. And I was so into Swingers, and I couldn't believe that he was standing there so he was at the bar and he was hugging all these girls so i said i'm gonna go up to him and i'm just gonna shake his hand and say i loved him in swingers i didn't want to take a picture or autograph or anything so i went up to him shook his hand i said man just want to tell you you were fantastic in swingers good luck in the future i heard you just got jurassic park like he just signed or something he looked at me and goes hey man i really appreciate it you want to take a tequila shot with me? But you got to let go of my ass. Yeah. And he says, get your hand off my ass. Yeah. Right. And then we right. can take. So I took my hand off his ass and we took a tequila shot together and we cheers and I gave him a, like a bro five and a hug and went back wow. to my buddy's booth and they were like, what the fuck just happened, dude? <laughs> and they're, they're all trying to get, get him to come to the booth and hang out with us. I said, that's not happening, guys. <laughs> but very nice guy. Got to take a shot with Vince Vaughn. Wow. You're so cool. I know. That's I nice. mean that. That yeah. was sincere. I know it sounded sarcastic, but I really. <laughs> I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say to you? Sure. 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 That was really wow. Yeah. I, I, I. The only celebrity I've met two celebrities in my lifetime, in my short lifetime that I've had, and they're at the same time. And I met Will Smith, and I met oh. Patti Labelle, and I think I told people in the Rogue One DM this one night because I was. An extra in a Will Smith music video once. What? Because, like, when you look at me, you think, like, she's obviously been in a Will Smith music video. Like, look at that yeah, style. Yeah, I have to ask. That, that, that's wait, a whole bunch of yeah. question marks popping wait, up all wait, over my Wait, wait, first head. of all. Like, which, you which see video? me and you think Jiggy with it. And I'm like, yeah. That, it, Is that it the me. video? You're in Were you Jiggy? in there going, no, 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 no. No, it was, like, I, I don't even remember <laughs> the, the name of it. it. I think it was, like, freaking, freaking this or freak this. I, I'm not even cool enough to say the name. Wait, wait, wait. Of the... Was this like with DJ Jazzy Jeff or? I don't think like so. Big but he came. Two he came. Of Will Smith. Look at you with the Will Smith. Knowledge. Big this Willie. was this was one of his last. This is like his last album. That's Big he... Willie. Then. Must yeah. have been Big Willie. That, yeah, that's, that's I mean, overcompensating. He looked fairly big when I met him. Oh yeah, that was a big tall. That was like robot Will Smith. You're yeah, talking was... about his yeah. like length. You're not talking. Okay, tall. <laughs> I feel like we're related now because you know that I was an extra in Seven Pound. Yeah, so you and I are practically yeah we're we're like cousins, yeah. and we're and basically we're both best friends with Will Smith. Is what, so when yeah, it comes down to it. Yeah, Six shout out to Big Willie Style. I know yes. he's probably listening because I'm on tonight. Hey Boo, not Boo Boo. Yeah. This yeah, Boo, but he's boo, your boo. Like, That's right. Okay, boo. Boo. Yeah. 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 Will Smith and Patty. 
Yeah, that doesn't. Patty Labelle. Wow, she none, yeah, nothing she about you on a snap judgment sings out Patty Labelle and yeah. Will Smith in any way, shape. Yeah, he came to Philly and he filmed the whole thing in Philly. And there was a scene where I figure skated when I was younger for like eight or eight to nine years, and they needed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I love that movie. He like skated. He stood in the middle with Patty Labelle. And we had to skate around them and like they made us go super, super fast. And then they made the video go even faster. And like it only took maybe two hours, which isn't a lot for the amount of people that were there. But then he was great. He actually stayed and hung out with us. And one of his kids was there. I don't remember which one. And he like bought food for everybody and stuff. He was really cool. He was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He, we did a scene for the movie and the scene took eight hours. He didn't need to be there for all eight hours. His scene was really short. He was there with us and all the kids in our program that was, that was filming the scene in the entire eight hours. Wow. He was just fantastic. How did we get to Will Smith from Star Wars? That was Eric's fault. Right. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. When when Eric leaves like a little room open, I try to dive in there. And he should mm-hmm. just shut me down. He didn't shut me down there. Eric. Right. And I'll I'll take any opportunity to talk about my boy, Big Willie Styles. So. Big Willie Styles. Is that Harry Styles' brother? Yes. <laughs> Big Willie Styles <laughs> is actually, um, yeah, he's just a tall white man from the UK. Yes. Big Willie Styles. Yes. Yeah. Big Willie Styles. Really? Uh, this is the second week in a row. I'm going to apologize to our listeners. Sorry, listeners, if we're not talking about uh, geekdom. Yes. But I mean, Will Smith is great. If you haven't checked out any of his albums, he was really good in I Am Legend. Um, yes, he was. I was a zombie in I Am Legend. Like, no, you weren't. The just kidding. <laughs> there was just this zombie running around in a yellow terry cloth shirt. Yes. <laughs> they were like, what's that zombie doing? That zombie's really attractive. <laughs> terry cloth brings out the inner. I got nothing. Uh, let's, let's move on to Star Wars here. Yeah, let's move on. I'm sorry. So... I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, peeps. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Jedi, The Last Jedi was released in streaming format only so far in the States. The hard disc release will be out in a couple more weeks. But the big, big, big story about this is the bonus content and the feature length documentary called The Director and the Jedi. And, you know, a couple of scenes you may have seen them pop up, for example, when uh, Mark Hamill hears Frank Oz do Yoda's voice. Oh, that was very it's pretty cool. touching, man. It was so, pretty touching. We'll probably talk more about that next week, but the thing that probably more people have seen are at least some of the deleted scenes. And have you guys, which ones have you guys seen? I've seen, I, I'm holding back because I know we're going to get really into it next week with the extras and deleted scenes and stuff. So I've kind of held back. So I've, I've yeah. saw the Mark Hamill part but the deleted scenes i only saw phasma that's it Mm -hmm, me too yeah me too there's the one that uh you know jason ward of making starwars.net and now this is podcasting had mentioned was where the luke's third lesson to ray Mm -hmm. okay that one's made its round it's where she's running along the beach then it's something that we saw in the trailers that looks so intense the rave one right where the caretakers are having a rave yeah, the caretakers are having a rave. And it, on one hand, I'm glad it wasn't in there, but there's some really cute elements in it that, you know, when you think about the broader audience that this movie was intended to serve, I think it could have gone well, you know, but uh, it's cute. It's definitely cute. 
I don't I don't think it's a travesty that it wasn't included yeah, or anything right. like that. But it's it's cute, man. It's very Ewok villagey. So the big the, the short end of this long story is make sure you watch it all. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Ryan Johnson had announced that if, if for some reason you have to use the movies anywhere thing to make this happen and I'm not exactly sure I have I have to figure it all out, but you can watch the movie with just the music score. No dialogue, no sound effects. I've heard about that, and people are people are raving about that. Oh. Yeah, so I think that that'd be a really cool experience. And you know, a lot of people have said, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but some people have said that they didn't feel like this was John Williams' most groundbreaking score. That there wasn't anything in there that stuck out to him. You sort of get stuck though with where this movie fell in the timeline of things, but. I think that would really give you the opportunity to see what the score was all about watching the movie like that. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, that is one thing for me personally. Obviously, I'm a musician. I compose and record. A question was posed to a group I was a part of. It was, if you had to pick between only keeping the Star Wars movies that you've seen up to this date and never being allowed to watch another new one again, or... Being, being able to consume all the new stuff that comes out from here on out, but never being able to watch any of the ones you've seen oh, up until now. That's a tough question. Which would you, yeah. Yeah. Which would you pick? And my, 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 I guess qualifier was, well, do I have access to the soundtrack? No, oh, okay. But, because if I do, man, all I got to do is listen to it and I, it puts me right in the movie. I know exactly everything that went around it because Great for point. me, that's a huge piece of the movie. And so as long as I can hear the music, I can visualize it every last part of it and feel the same emotion I felt when I watched it. <laughs> so That's a great so point. The, yeah. The score would really hit home, I think, when you remove everything else. So that that's a cool thing, man. We'll have to do that. We'll have to get real drunk and 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 listen to that. Absolutely. That's like watching uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz together. Have you done that? <laughs> yes. So have I. <laughs> it's it's it'll blow your mind. <laughs> If you don't know what I'm you talking about. You think you're afraid of those flying monkeys now. No, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah those monkeys will get you. Okay, so delete scenes. We, we got those. We'll, we'll talk about it more next week. John Favreau, streaming network. We're happy about that. We have a, another voicemail. This one is from Neil from Chicago, and it's regarding some Star Wars stuff. So let's get into it during the Star Wars stuff. So let's listen to Neil from Chicago. Hey, Seth Heads. It's your uh, boy, Neil from Chicago, uh, giving you a call. Uh, first of all, I apologize to Eric. I am so sorry I forgot you in my last call. Um, <laughs> you do cover my favorite parts of the show, which is the Star Wars thing. So thank you. Um, and my bad on the last call of mine. But anyway, um, the reason for my call today is, um, StarWars.com recently, uh, put a small snippet of a new book, uh, that involves Han and Lando. And, um, it being sometime after Return of the Jedi. In the book, you actually see how much he loves Ben. Um, they're taking a nap, and Ben is sleeping on his on his chest while they're just kind of chilling in the afternoon. You know, a hollow call comes in, and his first concern is trying to make sure Ben doesn't wake up, you know, not disturbing him. Then later in the snippet, you know, they get a knock on the door, and the first thing Han thinks of is, you know, is Ben okay? Can I leave him? Can I get up right now and answer the door? 
And, you know, it just shows that he truly did love Ben, um, you know, at some point. But obviously there is some major breakdown, of course, between then and The Force Awakens. And, I mean, I know Snoke was involved to a certain extent, but it just really makes me wonder, you know, where did all that emotion go? I mean, I know he still loves them in Force Awakens, but something must have driven them apart more so than even Snoke. And I'm just wondering what you guys think that might be. I think it would be a really good topic for a book, a future book, or part of a movie. But anyway, uh, thanks again for what you guys do, and I'll talk to you later. Neil, thank you so much for that voicemail. And you don't have to apologize to Eric Struthers ever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but it felt good here, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a great moment, though, by the way, when you excluded him. So it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's just like all of my family photos. Oh, oh no. You, you're the one taking the picture. That's why. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you want to take this, this voicemail about the uh, Lando? First of all, I, Neil, before Eric gets into it, I want to say that the only reason he didn't wake up Ben because you saw what happened when Luke woke up Ben. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened. But, but Eric, you want to take this one? Well, as, as far as like what happened with Ben and how he got separated from his family is, is like to me, that's the biggest piece of it is it, it wasn't just Snoke. It was other stuff. I think what tends to happen, and you sort of saw this if you guys are hip to the novels at all, in uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Anybody read that? I did, yeah. I didn't read that one. So what the main thing with her wasn't wasn't bad attention from her parents. It was lack of because they were so involved in all their causes. And I think what you end up with is you have parents who are one of rebellion hero and two of uh, another rebellion hero who's also highly involved in politics you end up just being isolated and when when kids i don't know start turning away from <laughs> decent society is whenever they're they're ignored and i would suspect that that's got way more to do with it and people people like snoke that are abusers in the most basic and classic of senses that's what they seek out is weak prey that have strengths that they can utilize but who are emotionally weak and unprotected and i would suspect that's what happened there that yeah. almost uh seems like the modern day like gang banging mm -hmm. yeah like yeah. The gangsters yeah. see the kid that has nothing to do and parent you know maybe the parents are working or the dad kicks his ass every day and he's like you can come kick it with us and next thing you know he's slinging rocks on the corner and and shooting at people and stuff yeah it's true it's good point. i mean we see it all the time in, in the field that we're in so yeah all right um okay well thank you very much you know that was uh that was awesome keep them keep them coming my mm -hmm. man we have a email from the whim who's getting better every day Mm -hmm. Yay! Yeah, the woman's the man. He loves DC. He loves Star Wars. He loves everything, and we love him. He said this real quick when he just wrote us. Guys, been thinking with the success of Black Panther. Let's say Solo turns out great. What are we thinking of a Donald Glover led Lando Star Wars film? Well, the way I've been talking, I, I yeah, I've been talking about this 
since they announced Donald Glover was going to be in Lando. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think the next film is going to be a Lando film and Han is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. So, when in I, a supporting role, like a, yeah, yeah I think well, you know how he's a supporting role in this one. I think it's going to be flip flopped because I think Glover, like I, I've said this times, I think he's going to come out the big star out of this film, and I would love that. Wim, I know I'm sure Eric would love that too, and, and Rebecca. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, no, it sounds like a good idea. I could dig it. Can you dig it? <laughs> you know, the, the, the big hubbub whenever they first announced that, you know, Alden Ehrenreich had been signed to uh, a three-picture commitment. And people were like, oh, that means there's going to be a solo trilogy. That's not what that means at all. I mean, that's just pretty <laughs> common business practice. But it could mean appearance in any film as the character. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, a Han Solo movie per se. And that would be a good way to do it. And I think the reception of donald glover up until now and we haven't even heard peep one of dialogue from him is i think he's gonna be a big deal he's so cool like he's sure he just he could be in the movie and not say a single word and just stand there and people would be like dang He's and and that's just how <laughs> that's just he, how he is. is definitely he just, smooth yeah he just it, yeah it's just pushing it out there it's just flows off of him like you said eric not a peep of dialogue and just mm-hmm. every quick little yeah. snippet of him in these trailers and teasers and everybody's like dude fucking lando man <laughs> no. badass fucking smooth ass badass dude look at that sick ass look that the bro is sick that was the guy it's from sick. brian's song <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um i've been watching uh lana have you been watching i watched one yes. episode lorraine is gonna kill me great, great, great. i was supposed to watch it with her and I, I cheated. I cheated. I watched the first episode of Robin season. It was awesome. So he's so good. I can't, oh, just it's amazing. So yeah, when we are all on board with that, hundred percent. We we also got a voicemail from King Tom, and I think it's very Star Wars centric. So mm-hmm. um, you guys want to hear it? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So this is King Tom's voicemail. So let's give it a listen. Hey there, Sith listeners. It's King Tom. How are you guys doing? I am excited about this uh, Star Wars John Favreau TV series news. I mean, I'm interested to hear more about it and who else they have making it with him, but I'm very excited by the news. Of course, I'd be excited about any Star Wars TV show done by pretty much anyone, but that's neither here nor there. kind of brings to mind the whole concept of a Star Wars TV show. brings up an issue slash question I'd like to get off my chest, talk with you guys about. TV series and their seasons. And this this kind of applies more to the hour-long drama or genre piece, like superhero TV shows, adventure TV shows. You know, we, we have the idea of the TV season based around 20-something random episodes uh, that, that the networks go with. And mercifully, for the most case, Netflix and cable shows have cut that in half. They usually go about 10, 12, maybe sometimes longer. But do you think that sometimes these seasons of arbitrary length are too much? You know, think about shows like Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, which excellent shows. I love them, but I think sometimes they go on a bit too long because they're, you know, what, 12, 14 episode seasons. They could probably tell a much better, much leaner, more efficient story in eight. And I think that sometimes having these seasons drawn out kind of damages the shows, they they, they 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 weaken the story. 
I think the best example and something that I would like to see happen more frequently is the best TV you know, hour long ever, Lost, where about three seasons in, the network and the creators got together and said, look, we could tell the best story here if we went this many more seasons with this many more episodes. And that's what they did. They, you know, knew their ending point and they were able to tell that. And I'm wondering if, if you know, I think – Obviously, this is a pipe dream, but I think TV would be better if instead of saying, we're just going to go on a, an untold number of seasons for this many episodes per season, if they said, look, this is the story we want to tell with this hour-long drama, and it's going to last this many years. It's going to take this many episodes per year to show, but this is going to be the best series we can make. And you know, obviously, you have real-life events that could throw a monkey wrench in things. But I don't know. I think that that would be ideal for TV, and I would like to see more, you know, kind of like a, a drawn-out miniseries, I guess. But that would be the model I'd like to see. What do you guys think? Anyway, thanks for listening, and um, thanks, you know, you, you, your podcast is great, but I tell you guys that all the time. I'll talk to you later. Oh, King Tom, you can tell us that anytime you want. You can just call me up randomly and just tell me that if you really want to. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know, because, you know, that when people leave voicemails, DMs, uh, it goes to my cell because it's not my cell number, but it routes into my cell. So when King Tom calls, I have him under King Tom because I've talked to him other than this the podcast. So right. sometimes I don't know if I should pick up or not because I don't know if he wants to leave a voicemail or if uh, he wants to talk. <laughs> so, yeah. Kind of but King Tom, thank you so much for that voicemail. You want to take this one, Les, about, about the length? Yeah. I actually know what. Ironically, I thought about that today. Um, Isn't it ironic? Don't oh, you think? No, no, <laughs> oh, boy. no, no. What I love, dude, she's awesome. You Alanis? Oh, I love Alanis Morissette. Don't get All me right. wrong. Anyways, uh, we'll we'll go on a tangent in yeah, a little stop bit. It. But uh, <laughs> no, that's how they begin. Say stop it. <laughs> yeah. Just stop it. That's how they begin. No, uh, <laughs> I think it, it, to be honest, I think Netflix wonderful as far as TV shows You're go. Wonderful. And and it sucks is I'm starting to find myself not watching The Walking Dead. Like I watched Same. the episode from last, and I'm now I'm starting to think, you know what? Let me just record every one of them, if that's the case, and I'll just binge it because it just might go down a lot smoother. And uh, even how many HBO shows or, or shows like The Walking Dead, where you realize that the first two episodes are crazy, and there's so much going on, and it's so exciting, and then there's like six episodes of. We're going somewhere. Up, oh, we're gonna get somewhere. Ooh, tensions are rising. Uh oh, I think that something's gonna happen soon. But it's just nothing's really going on. And then the last two episodes are crazy. And and King Tom makes a really good point. You're making a really good point. I just interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'll that's stop. fine. Okay. No, please do so. I'm not. I just stopped because you are making a great point. Yeah, I know. you're the guest. You have and yeah, so you can do that. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Oh, okay. Uh, but back. Well, to now I'm done. <laughs> I just, uh, as far as like network TV shows, it just, they get boggled down, you know, they get bogged down in like, you know, having to do certain things. I'm going to call out one show that I thought from start to finish nailed everything and then ended on a great note and just gave it to us for like, I think four or five seasons. It's Sons of Anarchy. Oh, like it rocked from season one all Same the way problem. to the end, dude. And, you know, like we're watching. I hate to bring it up. So, Walking Dead. There's, you know, there's the viewership's gone down. Just like Lost started getting kooky. It started going all over yeah. the place, and everybody's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, Lost had a season where you're like, "What Yeesh, the f is going on?" So, here? 
I mean, now as far as like the length of Netflix seasons or or streaming service, the eight episode thing, I have to slightly disagree, King Tom. It should be ten to twelve episodes because I concur. The idea is to binge, and you knock out eight episodes, you're going to be fiending for more. You're going to be like, okay, what the hell? What else is next? So in some cases, it's just better to have the twelve, you know, the ten episodes, twelve episodes, and you can do six. You know, and then they'll go, okay, let me back off for a little bit. But yeah, you don't need yeah, to do 23 yeah, but, like era. Right. But do you want do you want someone to sit down and watch 12 episodes of your show and think, okay, I'm satisfied? Or do you want them to watch four or six episodes and think, holy shit, I cannot wait for the next thing to come out. And then they see, oh, there's a spinoff. Oh, well, I got to watch this because I only got four episodes. Like, I think that's almost better. And I know some shows, I think it's BBC that does it. I don't know much about, like, the way that TV shows are set up in the UK, but I've noticed that certain shows that are on Netflix that are from BBC, a lot of times they're four episodes. Some of them are like like a mini series, I guess, and it's a sh- it's more concise. And I feel like it it does leave you wanting a little more, but isn't that the point? Like, isn't it, like in Netflix? I feel I feel like it's becoming so bogged down with so many options and so much to binge that. Like if if there's ten episodes of something and I'm three episodes in and nothing's happening anymore, well, what's to keep me from going over to another show that's four episodes and it's action packed and you know it, it's going to be more entertaining? That's I don't that's, know. That's true, but if we get a Star Wars series and it's only four episodes, there will be fire. Oh in yeah, the street. Mm-hmm. Well, I would riots. watch twenty three episodes of Star Wars, but I'm saying uh, just. Yeah, I can I, I can see both sides. Yeah, I can no, understand. But what do you, you you've been watching a lot of Netflix? Netflix, lately. yeah. What's your preference? So I I do prefer the the like less said the ten to twelve to thirteen episode seasons. It does work. Uh, I would have to disagree with Rebecca about the the whole the short you know concise seasons of like maybe like four episodes. I think I would be more disgruntled than that's what that's what I would think. Yeah, then uh, then uh, you know left wanting. I'd be like, well, where the fuck is the rest of my show? You know, I, well, I, I mean, need more. I, although having having it all be jam packed and great and great content, you know, all, all, all totally engaging. I think, I think the the I think there is a necessity for not not fully filler episodes, but there's some aspects of a of a show and a series and some characters that you do need to flesh out that kind of thing. So yeah. I, I I think those. I think some people or some episode or Jesus, some shows use that too much as a crutch as to extend and, and make people watch for a longer time. But I think it is, I, I, I think the 10 to 12, I think is the, is the perfect uh, threshold for a, you know, solid season. Your rebuttal, Miss Allen. <laughs> well, maybe there, maybe there's a happy medium somewhere, I think, because like you said, there do need to be episodes where there's character development. Mm-hmm. And I think shows like Game of Thrones, prove that where you know how many episodes watching Sansa finally become less annoying I don't know how else to describe <laughs> her but she starts off and she's insufferable and you just think god I can't wait for her to die and then she keeps right. surviving and oh, growing god. and it happens very in a very subtle way and it's like you said sometimes you need those episodes where it doesn't feel like much is going on to to get a character a little more fleshed out mm-hmm. but maybe there's somewhere in between four episodes and 12 episodes where you can sort of cut out a little bit of the extra walking. Cause I just feel like some of these shows, they spend a lot of time walking places and I understand that they don't have cars or like they're zombies and stuff, but just cut out a little bit of the walking. We get it. 
The Walking Dead. They're going to be walking. There's things walking in the show. It's in the title. But like, just like, <laughs> cut a little of the walking out. I, I, I also think uh, mid-season breaks oh, God. destroy everything. Man. But I, I do sympathize. I understand why this had to happen because writers are being overworked and underpaid. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. understood. But well, not happy about it. Not happy about it. Yeah. Because, yes, a show like The Walking Dead, which, uh, to agree with Rebecca to a point, the first season was six episodes. First season of Fear the Walking Dead was four episodes, if I'm not mistaken. And that's only because they were trying to test it out. They mm-hmm. tested it out. It worked. But this mid-season break is just killing it. It's killing us. It's it's. Let, let me tell, give you an example of a series that came out. It wasn't even a series. It was a mini-series. It was eight episodes, and it was a Stephen King story. And it was James Franco in it. It was 11 22 2263. Oh, where he time travels, right? Yeah. yeah. And that thing was amazing. And I, I was yeah. riveted every episode. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to watch the next one. And I watched all of them within, you know, a day. Mm-hmm. But, but the advantage was, it was also on a streaming network. It was on a streaming right? network. Yeah. But I was upset that it was over. Like, right. I wanted more. See, right. I really yeah. did. So if, if people, yeah, if you haven't seen the 11, if you haven't seen that, definitely 11, 22, 63, it's a great one. And mm-hmm. I know, Rebecca, you're a big Stephen King fan am i correct yes and it was a really good show it was and a really good, good book all right any uh, eric anything else you want to talk about star wars wise no just the thing with the number of episodes in a season has so much more to do with business than anything else and it doesn't matter what the platform is it's okay you think when you're in network television you've got they dictate it by how much advertising they need to sell they need a series to be popular so that they can do 18 to 22 episodes of it in a season so that they can add advertising all the way across it. Well, that shouldn't translate over to things like HBO or to Netflix, but it does because that's what gets new subscribers. And so they've got something that's some big hit that they need to prolong it. The, the new, the production of new content for it to, to generate that same kind of, uh, like transaction power the way advertising would where it's, it just equals new subscribers and so my preferred length for, of episodes for a season is whether or not the storyteller tells the story they want to tell that's that's the only part that that i think really dictates whether or not it's their exact right number yeah and if they have, if they have the opportunity to have that decision by the way right that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah. if they could decide then the the correct the perfect number of episodes is however many the the storyteller thinks it takes to tell their story. Gotcha. But, but it's almost never going to be that. There's The business is always going to dictate how many episodes it takes. Okay, here's, here's a question I have for Rebecca because we had an episode a couple of weeks, maybe a month ago, when we found out that D.B. Weiss and... Uh, what's the other guy? Game of Thrones. D- David Benioff. Benioff. Yeah. They were taking over this new trilogy. And as four males on this podcast, we are we had a, an opinion on it, but we really wanted to see what the opinion of, of a strong female would be. Or oh, anything. shit. Yeah. So I want to get your opinion on this. I want to know, because this goes into my question I asked you about the Knights of the Old Republic. I believe that these guys specifically asked for that material. I don't know anything. I haven't talked to anybody. I'm just saying I truly believe that that's exactly what we're going to get in a Game oh of Thrones God. Star Wars style. 
and it's going to be would nice pass out. Republic. And I don't think it's going to be gory and all the sex and all the craziness, but I think that's what they're going to do. Now, there was tons of backlash, especially with females, about them picking those guys to do it. Right. So I wanted to get your take. My, 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 my opinion, our opinion, I believe, if I remember correctly, was yes, the characters, the female characters do, go through some unnecessary bullshit on that show. But to, to this date, I have never seen a show give the female characters that type of strong, I'm not going to say revenge, but I mean, that type of, what's the word? They're the main players in the game right now. Yes. that's yeah. As far as Game of yeah. Thrones goes, all the players squared off against each other are almost all the females. That's right. And they're very strong and they've mm-hmm. turned out to be the leaders of the entire realm. They're moving the pieces. They're yeah. moving all the pieces. I can't think of another show that's done something like this. So I, I wanted to get a great, wonderful female opinion on this. And are we in the wrong? Are we in the right? I mean, I wouldn't say that I, with this kind of stuff, there's so much gray area and, and there's, there's certain things that are black and white, very graphic rape scenes. They're not okay. I, I don't think they're okay. There's a lot of people that I think that was the main problem that they have um, with, with, not overly graphic, but you know what I mean? Like things that no, I understand. would would make somebody that has had to deal with anything of that sort feel very uncomfortable to the point where they might not watch the show anymore. Gotcha. Um, I can understand why people would feel that way, but I also can see what you're saying because I, I sort of feel the same way. My, um, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, but my favorite Game of Thrones character is Cersei Lannister. <laughs> So okay. no, no, that's great. And and it's just because I'm a mom, and every time I look at her, I don't see someone who is just trying to become the queen. I see someone who has been so broken by losing absolutely everything that means anything to her that she just wants to watch the world burn now. Now it's not even, you know what I mean? Like, and and if you watch how her character develops, she, she just gets more and more brutal and but throughout the whole show look at all of the the, look at what's being taken from her like joffrey was he sucked but he was still her child and like if you have kids like you would do anything for them i would pull a cersei any day no i wouldn't bang my brother but i mean i would you know i would (laughs) I would, I would, i would murder somebody if they tried to hurt my kids you know what i mean and and i think that sort of maternal protection is is something that i relate to with her and then you know and i also see that for every scene where one of these women is being taken advantage of they always get their revenge and i think that that's something that that's been throughout the whole series any woman that has been violated usually gets to exact revenge on the person that does it in a very brutal way like with um I'm trying like Sansa oh, yeah. and Khaleesi. If someone takes advantage of them, usually in the end, they're the ones that are standing over them, you know, pouring gold on top of their head or right. having dogs eat them. You know, I mean, exactly. it, it's so I think I think it's a gray area. And yeah, I think yeah. if you feel very strongly about those types of scenes in anything, then, of course, you're not going to like them in your TV show and you're not going to like the people that are creating television that has a lot of boobs and like sex scenes where women are being taken advantage of so i i, I can see both sides i'm not saying that you guys are wrong oh okay, but yeah, again yeah, yeah. no i understand 
and 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 but I would hardly call myself like a, a champion for women because you know we're all different and we all have different opinions. So yeah, no, no, I get that. But, but we just, just wanted a female perspective, and and, oh, like, yeah. and and that makes total sense. I mean, if it if it makes somebody uncomfortable, especially yeah. if they've gone through something like that, it makes it makes total sense. I totally understand. That's why that's why you're here. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're shedding a new light. Yeah, I try. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. So going back to this, what do you think about these guys taking over your favorite video game franchise? I would love that. But just because I'm the type of person that when I like something, I don't care what type of content I'm getting. I just want more of it. Like I love Star Wars. So, and for me, when I was growing up, the new Star Wars movies were the prequels. So, for all the crap that people give about prequels, I still love them because there's that nostalgic aspect that that I, that hits me in the feels every time you know I see Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, oh man, like that was my childhood. Oh, and yeah, and and with Knights of the Old Republic, that was the first video game that I can remember spending days playing and like obviously that's not healthy and i don't recommend anyone do that but you know i i wasn't uh that was what i like to do and i would get on and it you got to sort of become a jedi and pick your own powers and then you're interacting with people and and the story changes based on what you're choosing and it was it was the first rpg that i ever played Boo so who is shaking his head up and down mm-hmm. and he's very excited about mm-hmm. your comments right like and and most people that like Star Wars, you say Knights of the Old Republic, and they love it because it's the same thing. You spend so much time watching this, and then you get to play a game where you become a Jedi or you become a Sith, and there's all these cool Force powers, and it was just really cool. So if they plus the lore behind Knights yeah, of the, the Old Republic, the lore itself is what I loved. The lore was cool, especially the idea of there being a lot of Sith. And then just even even getting to go into that, the, like a time period. I don't and I don't even know. I guess that's not considered canon anymore. No, but, it's not. Right, Eric? That's not canon anymore, right? Correct. But I say whatever. Just <laughs> you say fuck <laughs> that. It's in your head. Yeah, canon. I say fuck that. Exactly. It's in my head canon. And I also think there's an opportunity for a lot of cool new characters, like just cool and and you want to talk about diversity and inclusion if you make a a show that has a whole bunch of sith or a whole bunch of jedi and they're people that we don't know it it gives them the opportunity to write them however they want to write them so and and i mean again i don't have as much of a problem with those two as some other people might so i think that they'll do a good job i I don't think anyone can say the game of thrones isn't a, a great show I mean, exactly. if it's not if it's not the type of show you like, then you won't like it. But it's obviously doing well. It's doing it's doing it's fantastic. doing okay. I it's think. doing all right. I mean, it's doing all right. Yeah, it's a little doing bit, all right. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you for that. You enlightened us with your sure your opinions there. That's that's great. Anything okay. else, Eric? Star Wars wise? No, man. That's it. I'm tapped out. And remember, guys, we're going to talk about the deleted scenes and more Star Wars stuff in the next episode. And we'll go from there. So that is our Star Wars stuff. Let's jump a little bit around. We're talking about female characters. Let's talk a little Marvel DC. Cinema Blend had a poll up on who should be the next female character in the Marvel MCU. And Eric, you might know some of these from your old comic book days. 
and of, of knowing some of these um, these these Marvel characters. So th- these are the, the the characters. It was She Hulk, Firebird, Miss Marvel, Miss America, uh, Angela, Kate Bishop, Songbird, Moonstone, uh, Clea, Jane Foster, Spider Woman, and Sue Storm. And there was a category of someone else put in the comments. So so this was a poll, and they asked the people to vote on who they want to see in the next phase, and that's phase four. I'm going to throw this over to Les real quick, and Boo, I don't I, I don't really know much about some of these. I know, obviously, like Miss Marvel and Miss America I've heard of. What do you guys... I know the answer. I know what the results are, but I'm going to ask you guys what you think should be the next characters, the most important characters to come out of this next phase. Okay, well... First off, my well obvious choice for me would be She-Hulk, and that would just help phase out, possibly phase out Banner and the Hulk, and still keep the Hulk in the MCU in some way, shape, or form. That, for me, just makes sense to do that. Uh, I'm sure the vote was for something else. I could see a strong candidate, a lot of people probably cheering for Miss America, because she's, first of all, Hispanic. She's also on the strength scale, like she's a bruiser, but she also has other powers that could be played with and tinkered with as far as the movies goes. Movies go, and she's—I think she's openly a lesbian. She's yeah. written as a lesbian. Miss America is so. Lesbian. As far as like cross the board representation, she's brown, she's a lesbian, and she's a badass. So the the communities can all feel okay with that, or at least there's representation there. All that aside, though, she still is a great character. So I don't want to say, oh, just do that just because of this or because of that. But she is a great character to build out and possibly bring to the screen. Just, uh, with all those other things, just knock those off the table. But those do help boost her and put her up there. Okay. Well, Boo, what do you think? Who do you think? Who do you want to see? So the person I want to see, I would have to agree with less, but uh, for to be She-Hulk, but for a different purpose. the uh, the Hulk could be not phased out, but not a center character anymore. He could be pop in that kind of thing. So he doesn't have to be there constantly, but I still get my mean and green and I'm satiated that way. But that's what I want. I think the best one though, I think the best one for everything would be Jane Foster. She has to be Jane Foster Thor though. That's what I would want. She would have to be the one who's worthy, uh, uh, wielding Mjolnir and stuff like that. Uh, what is it? I, I think she's an awesome character with everything that uh, that she goes through, having cancer and stuff like that. Every time she uses uh, uses the power of Thor, it takes away more of her life, that kind of thing. So I, I, I think that's a that's a cool dichotomy that she has in her life. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool way to give an adult aspect to a comic book character. You know, the fact that she's dying, but she still has to make the choice of for the better good. It's not just so every time her. she helps someone, and part it, of her life gets yes. shortened. Exactly. Yeah. So it's I, I cool. think because she's not as guardian, so she can't mm-hmm. handle her human body can't handle the power that it takes. Okay. How about you, uh, Rebecca? Were you ever into the Marvel comics or the, the female characters at all, or is there someone that sticks out that you want to see in the next phase? Oh. The results are pretty crazy, actually, because there's someone that gets a lot of votes. Songbird, didn't she have some sort of cool power? She's got the enhanced vocal cords. Oh, this is, yes. I remember this because, so when I was little, and by little I mean like 
12 and 13. <laughs> I would, I, I wrote like fan fiction, like fan fiction. I say like a lot. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, no, no, it's okay. I would write fan fiction and I remember someone telling me about something similar to a songbird or I, I remember in Nightsville Republic, there was this power called force scream where you would screw like let out a yell and it was force charged and it would like take out things in your path and like send out like a pulse. And when I was writing my fan fiction, the character that I always wrote about, it was a girl and she had force scream. So like I relate to songbird on a super deep level. And I think that also that would be a cool, just like a cool power to see in a movie, like how they could do that. And like this, the sound effect that they could do to make it like, I don't know how to use, I don't know, sound effect jargon, but like, however, whatever they did, <laughs> um, in, in the last Jedi, when oh. Holdo went through and, and that sound, you know, yeah, what I'm talking that about? crazy noise. Like, yeah. That would be cool if it was coming from a human being. Do you know what I, I think? No, that no, it would yeah, just I totally be... get it. Yeah, that's great. Or Firebird. She looked cool. Yeah, I never really. Cool. I didn't really. Firebird is another uh, Hispanic character. So yeah, she's, she's Latina, also. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think I think that would be good. I don't know much about the comics. I didn't really read them until I was older, and now I feel like I have so much to catch up on that I'll never right. know as much as yeah, like. Yeah, you're you're gonna get caught. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. it is a wave oh, yeah. of. You you it stop is. reading comics and you'll get buried in the I did avalanche. buy two new comics. Yeah. Yes, you did. Les spotted him right when he sat down, yeah. by the way. So I'm oh. proud of myself. I bought Avengers comic with X Men versus Avengers and Right. Yeah. I only call, I only bought them because the covers look really cool. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the art you inside got sucked into the variant cover. I totally did. But the art's very, very cool inside. Yeah. Very, very cool. Eric, what what about you? Out of all that, the list, uh, anyone that pops out for you? There was a couple there that I wasn't I'm not real hip on. She-Hulk is sort of like the go-to answer because like that raw strength and well, she was just always so cool. But I tell you who I wish was on the list was Firestar. Remember her? Oh, yes, yes, Ooh. yes. She's a Dude. She was in the Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That's yeah. right. Yes. And, and, uh, in that stack of comics that I mailed out, it the her little I think it was a four issue mini series was in there, yeah. and she, that was always one of my favorites. Man, she was really cool because she uh, in, in that I'm pretty sure in that series, like the the X Men were sort of knocking on her door, but um yeah, it's uh, probably out of that list though the She Hulk. Okay, well let me give you the results here. So, but who, who would you want? Who would I want? Yeah. I would like to see uh Miss uh Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I think it'd be really cool. Kamala Khan. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. And I can't go with She-Hulk cuz I don't even like Hulk that much, so so She-Hulk would be kind of weird for me. Hater. I'm not a hater. I'm just I mean Hulk's cool, man. It's just not the best. Number 1, She-Hulk, 42%. Number wow. 2, Sue Storm. Twenty uh, percent, and then really? number three is really? Spider Woman with thirteen percent. Everybody else is all at the one and two percent. The Green Gal with Gamma Ray Blood. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we'll be taking a look at the origins of Jennifer Walters, otherwise known as She-Hulk. Jennifer Walters was once a talented but shy criminal lawyer. On one fateful afternoon, she received a visit from her cousin Bruce Banner, whom she hadn't seen in years. Desperate to share his terrible secret, he confided in Jennifer as soon as they were in private. 
Although Jen was shocked by the news, she invited Bruce to come home with her so they could talk it over properly. Unbeknownst to Bruce and Jennifer, they were followed home by two criminals who worked for a gangster that sought to frame one of Jennifer's clients. As soon as the cousins arrived at their destination, the thugs took their chance and shot Jennifer, seriously wounding her. Bruce searched desperately for a way to help Jennifer, who was in dire need of a blood transfusion. Knowing that she shared his blood type, Bruce gave her a blood transfusion with the only blood he had on hand, his own. Huh. Yeah. I can see why, though. It's about giving them their due. Because they're the uh, they're the 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 OGs on this. The list. OGs of the female characters. Yeah, they're the they're the ones. Sue Storm for sure. She's like a founding mom. Yeah. Of the whole <laughs> thing. But you got to drag the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's a shitty part. If you rock some Sue Storm, I know. You got to do that again. You got to figure out how to do that. Got to get that deal to go through. Well, <laughs> hopefully we we do get some of these uh, for the Phase Four. That'd be cool. We're gonna have to do something. <laughs> so that'd be great to have uh, strong female characters. Speaking of strong female characters. Wonder Woman gets a new wig. Uh-huh. Oh boy! You like oh that? boy! You like that? You that's like that? That's, that's clever. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, what you did there. Thank you. We so Patty Jenkins has confirmed on her Twitter that none other than Kristen Wiig has been inked to portray the cheetah. She's as fast as her namesake, and even more ruthless. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we will explore the comic book origins of the cheetah. Every superhero needs a good villain, and the deadly cheetah is one of Wonder Woman's most iconic. There have actually been several individuals who have taken on the name of the cheetah throughout the years. Some have worn a costume, others have taken on a real animalistic form. But in all cases, they have been a deadly and ferocious hunter with a taste for Wonder Woman's blood. Surrender now, cheetah, and spare yourself another humiliating defeat. So this is what she put on Twitter. So excited to confirm the most thrilling news. Yes, it's true. So incredibly lucky to welcome the sensational, talented Kristen Wiig to our Wonder Woman family. Can't wait to finally work with her with one of my favorites, and so excited by what we have planned. Hashtag Cheetah. That, what do you guys think about this? I mean, uh, this is kind of out in left field. Uh, Boo's shaking his head no. I'll give you my opinion in a second. Let's go to our guest. What do you think about Kristen Wiig being the Cheetah? I don't know. I, I, I've i never seen her in anything serious, and I, and I don't want the Cheetah to be a funny character, because I don't think that Gal Gadot could like she was funny in Wonder Woman, but it was like a unintentional type it was humor. A funny. Yeah, I don't think that she could compete with Kristen Wiig as far as like going back and forth. So I, I think it would be weird if she suddenly became like DC's pretty dark. It would be strange if she all of a sudden came in and like did her Quist, Kristen Wiig voices and like and you know that, what I mean and, and ad libbed everything. I, yeah, maybe she she's a good serious actress, and this is her her chance to show people that, but. I don't know. Okay. Well, Eric, what do you think? Well, I was kind of going that same way. I can't imagine her doing anything that's not comedic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what mine in a second. Uh, Boo, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't dig it. Cheetah's a cool character, but I, I kind of had my own idea of what I would want for her sequel. I, you know, I want more Amazonians. I want more Themyscira. So anything that could have brought her back there and made her you know, stay there. And I, I was I was kind of hoping because uh, the Justice League animated series had an episode where she has like a an adopted sister, like a girl just yeah. gets washed up on uh, on the shores of Themyscira and she gets Amazonian powers. But since she's not actually uh, Amazonian, she's looked down upon. So she's kind of mad and tries to take over Themyscira, you know, something like that. I was I was really hoping for, you know, that 
that just sounded like an awesome story. You know, two Amazonians fighting each other, and then you know you have you know you know maybe separate factions or something like that, some shit like that. I was like, that that would have been great. Cheetah's cool character. Yeah, that would have been great. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Cheetah's an Amazonian. Ah, okay. She's, but I think Crystal she, Wig does not look Amazonian. No, the well, problem I, is, I, no, got, I thought she didn't. She wasn't she a normal person? She got her powers from. Like a god or something. Ares did something to either an Amazonian or something happened with either Ares did something to the a normal person or to an Amazonian, cursed her to have to eat flesh. Mm-hmm. That was basically because that's we're all gonna agree here. Kristen Wig does not scream or show me vicious mm-hmm. neck biting, chomping on people, claws, clawing people that, to yeah. death. Like that's what the cheetah is. She is bloodthirsty she cannot like she cannot live without eating or consuming human flesh like that's the curse that's her whole thing is her driving thing so even in this last run through rebirth and through uh some of the dark knight's metal she's been kind of cured but it still eats at her and she still has to you know and she is all constantly fighting and then sometimes she still turns back into the cheetah and starts like just murdering. So Kristen Wiig does not, I mean, not at all. There's nothing showing me that she can be that. Let me ask you this question, Les. What did you think of Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Riddler? I thought he was trying to be the Joker. Okay. It was too. I'm as, worried that that's what we're going to get with Right. This. As good as Jim Carrey was, because that was the height of his powers, Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's a horrible movie. Him and. Him and even Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face, just too much cackling. Just way too much cackling and laughing. I'm like, you already had the Joker. The Riddler hates the fact that he's not considered or known for being the smartest person on the planet. That's his thing. He doesn't cackle and laugh. He only does that if he wins. I know you don't like Gotham, but the guy that plays the Riddler portrays him perfectly. Yeah. In in, in the show. He's supposed to. Crazy, jealous. He's supposed to walk in the room and take a look around and go, I shouldn't even be breathing the same air as you guys. You're all stupid. It's exactly. Kill them all. Everything says contentions. Yeah, he'll sell a riddle, and if you can't solve it, okay, you're dead, because yeah. you don't deserve to live here with me. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to work, but I trust Patty Jenkins, so you know, I'm going to leave it with her, and, and maybe she'll wow us. Maybe she'll surprise us. I don't even know about that, because I... When I saw that in the the show notes that Wonder Woman was getting a new villain, and then I saw it was Kristen Wiig, I just kept thinking, in the first Wonder Woman, I think that they really missed an opportunity with Doctor Poison. I I think that making Ares the the ultimate villain and having that big horrible CGI fight at the end that just looked like the boss battle at the end of a video game, I think that they missed the opportunity for a more humanized villain. Because if you look at Dr. Poison in that, at least in that movie, I don't know about her whole story arc, but I, I know she's been in a good amount of the Wonder Woman story or the mm-hmm. comics. She at least had mm-hmm. her own story. And I think that it should have been more about her. And I think that that would have been a better, instead of this huge fight, that you could have had some sort of fight at the end where Wonder Woman had to do all of her cool Wonder Woman things. But I think that that she was a, a more scary villain, in my opinion, just because, I, or I wanted to know more of her story. Like she had that the mask on her face, and she was brilliant, but she was very quiet, mm-hmm. and she was in this field where obviously at that time it was mostly men. So how did she get there, and what was she doing? And they could have made a whole movie with just the two of them, 
on opposite ends of the spectrum as women sort of one is fighting for good, one is fighting for evil. Where can they meet in the middle somehow? And I think that instead they just had this huge fight that was not even real at the end. And yeah, it was awful. I don't know. The, the, end, I would, the, the end fight scene was just bad. Yeah, it just didn't look real. I think that I've played video games where it's been more realistic. Yeah. Exactly. But, but here's the thing. That's how great that movie was, that it survived that fight scene. Oh, right. yeah. It was. I still loved the movie, and I got chills anytime there was a Wonder Woman fight scene because it was just so awesome. But I just think that – so it, it makes me worry a little bit about this movie because, like, what are they – I don't know. I just don't know what kind of cheetah – She's going to be. Right. I just keep picturing her in bridesmaids, <laughs> drunk on a plane. And now I'm picturing her in a cheetah suit and she's ready to party. And like, I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting. I, I just, I, to back up what Rebecca said a few minutes ago, though, DC is very dark. The tone usually is very, very grim and, and dark to say, I don't want to say gritty, but dark for sure. And I think they're trying to jump on this banter bandwagon there's this marvel joss oh, whedon good point good point banter yeah. you mm -hmm. know the thor ragnarok spitting game left and right and i mean jason momoa did lay it on thick in justice league well they all tried to they, they, they had tried a bunch of reshoots that whole, to make it lighter yeah they mm -hmm. tried that whole thing and, and i just point. don't even like we yeah. said gal gadot the very first one was an un unintended thing because it was just a fresh look at the outside world from being, you know, on an isolated place their whole life. You didn't really yeah. get that with Black Panther, if you think about it. No. Like in Black Panther, they're in Wakanda isolated from the world, but they know about the world. They know of it. They, they just choose not to. Yeah, they were that. able to drop, you know, social media stuff. You know what I mean? Like hints and present mm -hmm. time things. Yeah. Whereas her, yeah. yeah, she's walking into 19, you know, World War II era London and everything is hating her all at once and ice cream is amazing. And yeah, it was just cute. Yeah, was yeah. That was cute. But this time around, exactly her doing what is this like Despicable Me too? And they're just going to be <laughs> shooting back and forth at each other. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a great it's point. Very though. scary. That might be exactly what they're thinking. I so. hope not. Because it, it, if, because it works, I, I think it worked for Thor, and I think it worked for Guardians of the Galaxy, but the whole theme of those movies, the color schemes, everything was light and fun, and I liked, I, see, I like that because it's a, a superhero movie that understands that you can't, it can't take itself too seriously. Because at the end of the day, it's a superhero movie, especially Thor. Like, right. you can't take Thor too seriously. No. In my opinion. Oh, no, he's but over like, the top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. But DC, they've been like, they just put out darker stuff. And for them to all of a sudden change, you're right. It, it just seems like now they're just pandering to to something that they know is a success. Yeah. What uh, my other question then becomes what kind of training is Kristen Wiig going to go do? There's going to be some fight scenes, there's going to be some massive choreography. And I mean, it's one thing to see Daisy Ridley twirling, you know, the sabers, the, the, what is it, the kendo sticks around and, you know, her training sessions. And you're like, okay, this, she's, she could do American Ninja Warrior. I cannot see Kristen Wiig literally going into some massive crossover. Well, that's the cool thing. Well, they're going to, they're going to train her and she's going to be a badass to yeah. watch. See, see, but yeah. the issue is, is that Wonder Woman is an Amazonian. She's a, uh, she can go toe to toe with Superman. So how do you make it fit? Cheetah's on par. 
no, no, I no, think no, no, I no, think no, Cheetah's no. teeth can can cut Wonder Woman's flesh. No, yes. like no, I think that that's no. like one of her things. Oh yeah, no, I, I get that, but you have to convince me that Kristen Wiig can that's do that. Right? Yes, that's the question. Yeah. You, 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 I I need to know that that Cheetah or uh, Kristen Wiig's Cheetah is going to be a a very good uh, what is it uh, uh, adversary adversary yeah. for Wonder Woman, but, and I just I I can't. But remember when Gal Gadot got picked to be Wonder Woman. That it was nothing but backlash. How is she going to be Wonder Woman? She's a model. She's skinny. Mm-hmm. There's no way. How can she possibly be the an Amazonian? And it worked. And yeah. It worked great. Yeah, so, that's so true. Let's, let's let's give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And if she sucks, we'll back on her. Yeah, well, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still going to spend our money. Yeah, like we yeah. said before. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's let's get into a couple uh, different things, and then we'll do the flash round mm. with Rebecca. Let's talk The Walking Dead real quick because Stephen King had something to say about The Walking Dead. Ooh. I guess Stephen King watches The Walking Dead every week. Which I is, love Stephen King. He's so is, cute. Yeah. And we'll go talk about Stephen King in a sec. Well, we're going to spoil Walking Dead for a second, guys. So, Rebecca, you okay with being spoiled? Spoiler alert. There are zombies in The Walking Dead being killed. Yes. There you go. There I took is. care of it for Done. you. Done. <laughs> Thank you. So, we're going to spoil it. So, five, four, three, two, one. Spoil. Okay. So there was a scene a couple episodes ago, or it might have been the last episode. I don't even remember now because we haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> it was probably one of the most disgusting scenes in The Walking Dead, in the history of Walking Dead, I thought. It was just horrific. It was great. You loved it. I told you. I, I knew you would love it. it. I knew you it would love it. It did satisfy my yeah. bloodlust. I was oh, like, oh, that's so gross. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. <laughs> so there's a bunch of zombies that go in through a meat grinder and they come oh. out looking like a hamburger. Oh, it's no. just This is awful. <laughs> King observed. This is what he put on Twitter. Impossible to tell where Jadis, it's one of the, the characters mm-hmm. that does this this act, got the 440 volts necessary to run the meat grinder. <laughs> but that's just a quibble. She turned them into spaghetti sauce. Yum! Exclamation point. And then, he, then people start going, wait a minute, the whole place could have been run on solar power. Mm-hmm. So then he put, you're right, of course. But then there was an opening over Carl's grave, King tweeted. The lonesome wind was a nice touch, but not one leaf on the tree was moving. Take that Twitterverse. So he's going back and for, forth with uh, with fans of The Walking Dead. But it, very cool that he watches The Walking Dead. Let's talk a little Stephen King real quick. Rebecca, you're a huge fan of Stephen King. What is your favorite Stephen King book? What is your favorite Stephen film? And what is your least favorite, not book, but movie? That was done. I think that my favorite book is Pet Cemetery. Okay, great. Uh, I really like The Shining. I love The Shining, the book, not I didn't like the Stanley Kubrick movie, but um, what? Well, it because it's not what Stephen King wanted. Okay, but as a not, film, but as a film in itself, the film. If I hadn't read the book, yes, I okay, would have okay. enjoyed the film. Let's just read. Yeah, um, I like Pet Cemetery. It was the first Stephen King book that I've ever read, and um, there's a, a scene in it where there's someone in the book that is born with spina bifida, and the way that they grew, they're they're sort of deformed, and they can't. When they walk, it's like they're walking on all fours, sort of crawling like the girl from The Ring. Mm -hmm. But this was way before The Ring. And the way that Stephen King described it, I remember having to close the book because I was so scared of this, this, the way he described this girl, like crawling down the hall and like screaming. It was just terrifying to me. And and that's what got me so into Stephen King because I like horror movies and, and scary stuff a lot. So that's how I started with that i read his books and it was just ugh. 
was so scary. And and a lot of his books are scary because they touch on things that are so real to us. In the in the beginning of Pet Cemetery, the the parents, their son gets hit by a truck. And that's what sort of sets off the whole, you know, there's a cemetery where you can bury your pets and they come back to life. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if you lose a child what ha- and and you can't live without them so you do anything to get them back and and he just and the shining and there most of his stories touch on things that are dark within people and i think that's what makes it so scary um and my favorite movie is misery oh wow it's a great yeah because kathy bates is oh, great she's fantastic she's, she is just great and and i loved it and it was I, I thought that it was it was amazing it that it, it just came out. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, fantastic. But Misery will always be my favorite. And then I think my least favorite movie was they did a TV, a made for TV version of Tommyknockers. Yes, they sure did. And that sucked. That was awful. That's real bad. <laughs> I never saw that. You saw that? No, I said I never saw that. I never saw that one. Go figure, right? But no, no but Eric, are you, <laughs> are you into Stephen King at all? Oh, dude, I used to be huge into him, and uh, it's sort of like around the time of um, that. What was the name of the book? Uh, the Buick Eight. I sort of like, yeah, I'm good. But I think my favorite Stephen King book of all time is The Stand. Yeah, and yeah, the like too. the extended version of it. Mm-hmm was was great i that was a book that i would read like once every couple of years just because it was he had so many good ones salem's law is another really good one that you yeah. don't hear people oh mention God, a lot salem's but it's law. a great story really good great i'm actually story. re-listening to that right now i haven't read it or listened to it on audible or anything in a while so i was just re-listening to it it's really good and Misery's a great pick for movie Mm-hmm. Is really stuck with the book too, which was yeah, cool. yeah. The because uh, even the book itself, man, I had read that before I saw the movie. <laughs> like Kathy Bates is a, such a superb pick for it. Yeah, she was fantastic. Did she? I think she won an Oscar for that portrayal, if I'm not mistaken. I think she, she was probably afraid she'd hobble him if she didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget, Shawshank is his too, mm-hmm. and the Green Mile. The Green Mile. Yeah, the Green Mile. And yeah. stand by me. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the list just keeps going. We've talked about Stephen King many times on this podcast, but yeah, it's he's just he's just amazing. He's remarkable. So what's your the favorite idea of- one? My oh. favorite to read, Raj. To read, my favorite one was Christine because don't the, take my book, damn it. Well, because no, the only, I love that. The only reason I, I love think that Christine because my aunt gave me that book when I was like fifteen and freaked out, and and I saw the movie, liked the movie. Movie-wise, my favorite is The Shining, just because I think it's a brilliant film. It's one of the best films I think ever made in history. One of them, because Kubrick was a genius. But um, yeah, and I, I did not like the one, the movie that I did not like was Sleepwalkers. Uh, oh uh, uh, yeah, I did not like that situation. Uh, there was a, there's been a lot of bad Stephen King movies, and that's why I was so happy when that um, series came out with James Franco. And, um, when it came out and now, um, what's, there's another movie of his, it's on Netflix and I can't, it's the, it's just a year and I can't remember the year. Gerald's Game. No, not Gerald's Game. Well, Gerald's Game was great too, but it it makes you queasy. Oh my gosh. The, 
I won't spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen it, but it's really good. But there was another one. I can't remember the name of it. It was like 1920, 1942, I'm going to guess. It was a year. And it's basically uh, a a guy kills his wife, and then the story goes from there. Is Thomas Jane in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like 1922 or 1942. Oh, yeah, it's pre-Depression era. It's like a farm. Yeah, 1922. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. And mm-hmm. something happens where she comes back or some crazy sh- Yeah, I didn't uh, see it, but I heard yeah. it. Yeah. yeah they're, they're on a good run right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a rarity because he hasn't had... I mean, th- when they transfer his book to film, we haven't had like seven or eight films in a row that have been good. Or three or four that have been good. It just goes to shit sometimes. Yeah. Because so. so much of it is internal dialogue. Like even with right. The Shining, so much of it's in Jack Torrance's head. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so good because you're seeing this guy go from normal to absolutely crazy over the course of the book but in you know then you get jack nicholson he's already crazy exactly. but that's a whole that's a whole nother that's thing. a whole nother we show. won't talk we won't talk about that <laughs> all right cool that's thank you for that that's, that's great Any, anytime that when we got to have you back on when we when another uh steam king film comes out yeah i think they've started talking to certain people for they were talking about jessica chastain for um a yeah. grown-up Beverly for uh for part two. Yep, I, sure I think have. I saw a fan. I don't. Is it a rendering or a fan poster with all the supposed? Oh, really? Cat, oh, that was cat. cool. Jessica Chastain is in it, and uh, who are they trying to get to be? People wanted a certain. I forget the actors. Yeah, I don't know. But people were asking for. Obviously, they have their own cast in their head. Yeah, of course. I don't know. I don't know. I just heard Jessica Chastain, but I'm excited for part two. Yeah, so am I. We're, we're really excited. It's going to be so great. So, um, again, I, we were supposed to talk Walking Dead, but we're running out of time. So, Walking Dead, I promise, guys, we're going to talk Walking <laughs> Dead. Um, and there's something that I just got. I'm not going to say it, but it's something really cool that we're invited to to go see. It has to do with The Walking Dead. So Sizzle? Not, yeah, Sizzle. That'd be great <laughs> to talk about. And I'll tell these guys off air because I don't want to tell uh, unless it's confirmed. We'll talk about The Walking Dead in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we got an email from uh, Rob Kasaba. It's a really quick one. And I don't know how we forgot to read this. I've, I thought we read this. It's okay. Let me tell you what happened, Rob. We read this email and somehow it didn't get in- included into the last podcast. So we're going to do it again for you, my man. This is what he has to say. Hola, Citrulos. Les, I'm glad you didn't die last episode. This was a while back. Yeah, when I choked. Yes, when you <laughs> choked. <laughs> Although a death while recording could have taken the podcast to a legendary status, I think most of the listeners would be sad. I don't know, Rob. <laughs> It'd be worth uh, it. I don't know wow. about that. You don't oh, know about that. I'm just kidding. God, I'm dang. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Boonaraj, the Heimlich Maneuver, saves many, many lives each year. Eventually, you're going to have to use it on less during one of these recording sessions, so please take the time to learn the technique. <laughs> Got out yeah, instead of cussing me out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, uh, let's not get into that, bro. <laughs> Got out to see Black Panther. Very funny and well-crafted. Winston Duke stole all the scenes. Also, thanks for the Altered Carbon recommendation. It was very interesting and entertaining. Later. Thank you, Rob. And I, um, yeah, we are definitely going to learn the Heimlich because it's going to happen again. You know it's going to happen again. It was probably going to happen during a movie, though, this time <laughs> because that's what Les does. Hence his name, Crunch Crunch. Oh, dear. Oh. Aww. It's better than Hole. 
Yeah. That's true. That's no. definitely true. We're bringing it all full circle. Huh? We are full that. circle. <laughs> back to the beginning show. It's mm-hmm. time for the flash round. Yay. You're ready to play oh, the flash shit. round, Rebecca? Sure. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Throw them at me. Throw them at you. Here it comes. Leia, Padme, or Ray? Ooh, Leia. I have her tattooed on my thigh. Then it's definitely Leia. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Which Leia do you have tattooed on your thigh? Holding a blaster up to her face. Oh, you know, okay. the that's a good one. Old that's picture. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. That's a really good one. Okay, Han or Luke? Han. Jay-Z or Biggie? Jay-Z. Good pick. Favorite, co- <laughs> favorite cocktail? <laughs> um, gin and tonic. Ooh, going old school. I like it. Favorite cuss word? Fuck. Ooh, you said it like a champ, too. <laughs> She's literally saying, <laughs> fuck. That's, that's Philly again. That's straight Philly right <laughs> That's there. Philly coming out. Wow, that was really good. Guilty Thanks. pleasure reality show. Oh, my God. Um, I don't remember the name of it. There's this Japanese reality show on Netflix. It's not in English. It's all subtitles. What? I think it's called Terrace House. But it's like a real world, except it's so nice. They go out on dates with each other. They cook the most delicious looking That's meals. So fun, Rebecca. Yeah, it's really. It's so good. It's so good. It's so vanilla. Other than that, I, I watch the Jersey Shore like pretty religiously. Oh, did before. you? <laughs> oh my god, and Mob Wives. Oh, I've seen Mob Wives. Fans. I've seen them. Okay. Rest in peace. The, oh yes, that's right. That's right. Gone too soon. There's a new sh- there's Wives. a show that I've been watching. I've talked to you guys about it. It's called Chrisley. Chrisley knows best. Chrisley knows best. Oh my god. I love that show. Oh my god. I can't that's get enough of this pleasure. guy. Yeah, total guilty yeah. pleasure. This guy is the best. He is. This guy, I'm telling you, boo, don't even shake your head because you watched 20 seconds of it and you started laughing. No, it was funny, it, but it but it didn't make me like want to watch any more. Oh, you of need it. to watch the full episode. I was done. It's, it, I'm telling you, people, you need to watch. It. I don't even want to have sex anymore. Why? Because I'm afraid we might procreate. <laughs> Chrisley knows best. He kind of sounds like Eric. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this guy, Eric? <laughs> Only when I look in the mirror. No, apparently not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. I digress. I have one. Go ahead. So when you would play Knights of the Old Republic, where would you, which one would you prefer to be the light side or the Sith? Ooh. I would have to play twice. (laughs) (laughs) And I do this for everything. I did this for Mass Effect as well. I would have to play through once and I'd have to be good because like, I don't like conflict in real life or in video games. So the idea of arguing with my like shipmates made me anxious. (laughs) So I would have to like be really good. And then once I got that out of my system, then I would just want to see where the story went when you were a Sith. So, books or movies? Books. Nice. Less? I love books. Cute and smart. Oh man! Aww. Stop talking She's... about yourself. Look, they're, both, they're both blushing. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? How do you? you I'm taking your question, no. man. You took my. See, I I had a few things that come up and. I gotta go with Rihanna. Because, like, Beyonce, I agree. Beyonce's fabulous, but Rihanna is, like, the girl that, like, you want to be, but be, Beyonce is good, but Rihanna's real bad. And, like, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself, like, a bad girl at all. I'm pretty, 
vanilla when it comes to pretty much everything. So I love Rihanna for until that this, sense that she's just until, like, fuck you. Until those pizzas um, come about this next this weekend. Well, I'll tell you what. Boston's a whole different story. (laughs) (laughs) Have a bad weekend, yeah. By the way, that's four weeks, I think, in a row that Rihanna's been picked. Something's going on. Is it four weeks? Three or four weeks in a row. Poor guest. She hit it on the head. Rihanna represents some things to people that people want. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. She claps back at people on Twitter. Have you seen Bitch Better Have My Money video? Yeah. Yes, I have. She literally has somebody like tied up in a mm-hmm. trunk. Like that's <laughs> aggressive, but like, okay, bitch, I'm for it. Yeah. yeah, bitch, I have my money, and you know that I'm in the car singing it like I'm Rihanna. Oh, on my of way course. Over. Well, I do that too. Like, yeah. Black, black, yeah. black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like real vanilla me in my Ford Focus driving to work after I drop the kids off. <laughs> like Ford blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. In front fun. of the school, it's just blaring. <laughs> yeah. All the parents look like my Yeah, that's an image. That's funny. Yeah. You're not the only one. You are not the only one. No, you're well, not. Right. Rihanna. Yeah. I love Rihanna. I'm not, right, I never said dude. I didn't like Rihanna. That's right. I love Rihanna. It's just a hierarchy. It is absolutely a hierarchy. Watch it. Oh, yeah. What? I love Calvin Harris, right? I love Calvin yeah. Harris. And every <laughs> Calvin Harris great song is with Rihanna. Yeah. That's true. All right. I think that's that's the flash on. You did fantastic. Mm-hmm. You did Thank really you well. Thank you so much. You did really Thanks. well. Oh man, thanks. And guys. by the way, you killed it on this podcast. Like you Dang. should you're a, you're like a natural. You should normally have, I just talk to toddlers podcast. and my boyfriend. And he's usually playing video games, so it's just nice to interact with other humans. Thanks for talking to me, guys. And your and your boyfriend <laughs> was a very I met him in New York. What a great guy. Oh, he's so sweet. He's a very, very nice guy. Very nice guy. And he put up with all these Star Wars nerds that night. You did really well. Yeah, I was like, you're going to drive me two hours to New York um, and then meet all these people that I've never even met in person. And we're just probably going to talk about Star Wars all night. And he was like, okay, great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And, and we really didn't. We talked about Star Wars, but it was like we had other conversation. Oh, it was great. It was, yeah, it was really nice. It was great. Are you going to come down to Celebration Anaheim when it's down here? I'm just saying it's yeah. Anaheim just to make it happen. And okay. because I have kids and stuff, like it, I've had to start putting things into motion now. To even think about going, but I'm going Fantastic. like that. We've already talked about it. So I've never been to California. Oh my gosh. You're going to love it here. Yeah. You know, that's here. It's just going to be it's an amazing weekend. It's just going to be awesome. That is fantastic. Guys, I know there's some people that have some voicemails. JP, we, we saved your voicemail. We appreciate you sending it in, but we saved it because we're going to talk Ready Player One next week. And we're going to talk Tomb Raider next week because first reactions were out. We just ran out of time. So we're going to save your voicemail so thank you for that where can people find you on twitter my handle is at rebecca o'hanlon so if you can figure out how to spell o'hanlon then you can follow me and it'll be in the show notes <laughs> too, by the way oh yeah and it'll be in the show notes yeah uh, that's about it i'm on instagram it, like if you like star wars and eagles and stuff about pizza then well, what you kind should of follow pizza? me what kind of pizza like the kind where there's a hole in the bottom of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, but really, like, like all pizza is good pizza. It doesn't even have to have any sort of uh, phallic references. It'd just be pizza. I don't even like sausage on my pizza. Not a dick joke. Just saying I... Okay. 
I know you're a massive pizza fan. Yeah, buffalo chicken all the way, though. Okay, hold on. A question that I have. No, well, hold on. I know what you're going to ask. I'm going to ask the same question. Okay. Pineapple. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Long answer. But also, I feel like I have like the least refined palate when it comes to things. Like I don't. I wouldn't say I have good taste at all. So I like pineapple, but there's my disclaimer. Eric, you a pineapple pizza guy? (sighs) Pineapple (laughs) only works on pizza when it has a barbecue sauce instead of tomato sauce, or when it's a white pizza. And even then, you have to. I have to really be in the mood for it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kind of like it's not not a good thing. All right, guys. Uh, Eric, where can people hear your beautiful voice? Uh, you can check. Other than this podcast, you can check me out on the Bad Motivators, a malfunctioning Star Wars podcast. You can also check me out on the Steel Wars podcast feed. Look for the show Strathers Wars, where once approximately every month i interview a patreon supporter about their favorite steel wars moments and it's like a best of where should i start sort of show if you're new to steel wars it's interesting that this patreon supporter over here hasn't been asked to be on that goddamn show i just want to throw that out there that that'd be a conflict of interest there's no conflicts Mm. wait but but weren't you guest on the actual yeah i know yeah what do you want man i want to be on struthers wars oh you can be Whatever. God. I don't force myself to be on your show. Whatever. <laughs> By the way, happy happy one year anniversary to the Bad Motivators. That's right. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, Thank you. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, we've had a good time. All right, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you for being on. We got to do this again very soon. Yes. And everybody else, thank you for listening. Eric, thank you for staying up. Rebecca, thank you for staying up. I know it's late over there. And we will catch everybody else next week on episode number 85 of The Stiff List. Hey girl, I got something real important to give you. So just sit down and listen. Girl, you know we've been together such a long, long time. Such a long time. And now I'm ready to lay it on the line. Wow, you know it's Christmas and my heart is open wide. Something so you know what's on my mind. What's on my mind. A gift real special. So take off the top. Take a look inside. Is my dick in a box? It's in a box. Not gonna get you a diamond ring. That sort of gift don't mean anything. Not gonna get you a fancy car. Girl, you gotta know you're my shining star. Gonna get you a house in the hills A girl like you needs something real Wanna get you something from the heart Something special, girl It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, babe It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, girl See, I'm wise enough to know When a gift needs given And I got just the one to show you that you are second to none For all the fellas out there with ladies to impress It's easy to do, just follow these steps One Cut a hole in a box Two Put your junk in that box Three 
Make her open the box And that's the way you do it It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, babe It's my dick in a box Ooh, My dick in a box, girl Christmas Dick in a box Hanukkah Dick in a box Kwanzaa A dick in a box Every single holiday, a dick in a box Over at your parents' house, a dick in a box Midday at the grocery store, a dick in a box Backstage at the CMA's, a dick in a box Yeah, wow, 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 wow My dick in a box, my dick in a box, my dick in a box